Welcome to the first Crypto Cafe. We are live and we're going to be starting right after this. Welcome to the inaugural Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Scott Patton, along with our host, Warren Whitlock. Hey, Warren, how are you doing today? I'm doing super. I'm excited to talk crypto. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, maybe we should talk a little bit about who we are and why we're qualified to talk about crypto. And I'll start off by saying I'm Scott Patton. I've been involved in online uh, endeavors for the last 20 years, and I would say that I'm absolutely not qualified to talk about crypto, <laughs> which is why I asked Warren to join us because he is, and I want to learn about it, and I want to share my knowledge with the world. So uh, Warren, you wrote the first book on Twitter many, many years ago, and uh, tell us a little bit about 1008. Yeah, it's what tell I'm us. best known for, but these days I mostly tell people I've been online for 41 years, and uh, or you know before you were born. Uh, to most of the people I talked to and, uh, you know, started off just doing some light emailing and really got into selling stuff in the mid 80s. And then the web came around and, you know, that was just fantastic uh, as we tried all sorts of different things back in the 90s when you had to work at it. Um, and since then, I've been on, you know, social media before anyone uh, led to the Twitter book uh, after a few years doing that. And so I've always been online entrepreneur, uh, e-commerce uh, since like forever. And when crypto came around uh, the first, the white paper, Satoshi's white paper in 2009. And uh, for those of you who don't know, that's how Bitcoin got started. And there is no company running Bitcoin. Um, and uh, I read it all and I'd been getting out of tech and I said, well, maybe I'll get into this later. And uh, so I miss the mining and becoming a billionaire at, uh, off of that, but uh, done okay. Took some Bitcoin in the early teens and uh, kept paying attention to it. Fortunately, growing an audience on Twitter gave me the ability to talk about whatever I wanted to talk about and be considered a uh, influencer in that realm. And things I care about are solar uh doing marketing right uh and uh you know connections and relationships that way and then you know of course uh, blockchain because i see blockchain as being something much bigger than crypto it is the uh, database of the future uh everything all of our assets will be tokenized uh maybe not every paper clip but uh, every box of paper clips could be and definitely cases of paper clips could be so in all over the supply chain, all over everything we build on the internet, blockchain is bigger and bigger and bigger. Just the crypto part, though, is still going to grow at 100 to 1,000 times as big in, the, in this decade. So it's something I really started paying attention to. I work with um, the uh, LayerWhatEvents.com, who puts on a variety of events. Uh, they they come from uh, a, a, a guy who did tell me I should be mining back uh, 10 years ago, and I didn't. Uh, and my, my expert there, where fortunately he told me that it was going to be a big thing. So I started paying attention to doing other things other than investing in startups right off. And so we're now working together to pre present a variety of conferences 
around the world. I'm sure we'll talk more about those. And uh, I have a, a podcast called Distributed uh, Conversations, distributedconversations.com. And primarily, I talk to you know smart people about what they're doing to change the future, to go from centralized planning where top-down or the government or the big company tells us what to do, to uh, we we all run our own uh, you know empire or whatever. It's distributed, and that's one of the great things about Bitcoin is that there are thousands and thousands of machines mining Bitcoin uh, the, around the world, and to be able to take it over. You have to take over 51% of them uh, or 50.001% or however that works. And you just can't. That's just too big of a thing to get that way. It's got some good cryptography and it's it's taking care of the, the problem of us being able to send transfer money without having to physically transfer. If I want to send you gold, I've got to pack up the gold and ship it. And that is costly. Uh, and if I use a certificate for the gold, it becomes fiat. And fiat money has the ability to be printed over and over again. You know, your faith and trust is in the government or into the banker or somebody like that. But with uh, crypto, you actually own the means of production or a piece of it because, you know, the miners are working for you. And so um, that's the beauty of how Bitcoin got started. All the other ones came from them. Um, my uh, the the guy I'm working with in the conferences started off uh, uh, promoting and uh, marketing the uh, the alternate coins as they came out. Uh, they did Ethereum, uh, and you know onward from then. Uh, and so people ask us, did we did we do Bitcoin? No, Bitcoin isn't a company. <laughs> you can't promote Bitcoin. It just it's growing and being used on its own. So. Uh, with that, that's a you know that's plenty about me. Yeah, and that's Scott, an excellent start, uh, Warren. And, and let me just say that. that for ninety nine percent of the population, you know something about crypto. Um, definitely for ninety percent of the population, you're a total expert um, because that's the beautiful thing. Uh, one of the things about growth and uh, and somebody was talking about the pricing of. Bitcoin in the future. And there's a lot of theories about a four-year cycle and various things like that. This guy went and looked at how many users there are of Bitcoin and what that does to the price. Every time it goes 10x in the number of users, it's 10x in the price. Uh, they're not making anymore. And uh, so uh, I think we were, we're at 3.6% of the population uses crypto. Uh, when that's 36%, that's everything's 10 times as big. And then, you know, you still have uh, double or triple that before uh, before it just starts. That's a foundation and we switch to a, uh, a non-fiat system. Oh, so we're cool. in early. Yeah. And so so are you if you're watching this right now. Uh, you had brought up uh, like the coins and then you brought up blockchain. So can you talk for a couple of minutes, Warren, about the difference between like a Bitcoin or an Ethereum and the sure. blockchain. Now you had mentioned a little bit about it being a database sure. for the blockchain. Crypto, crypto and tokens are the same other than some are a lot, you know, meant to trade as money and that would be more like Bitcoin. Uh, so the, the tokens and the tokens are generated on a blockchain uh, in either mining and there's some other processes. 
can get into that uh, at a later time. But blockchain is what you got to know is different about all this. Instead of being a database that we used to keep on a floppy disk and then, you know, a company hard drive and then our own hard drives and now in memory and the cloud and all sorts of places, uh, a database is uh, like a spreadsheet. Um, uh, all databases are like spreadsheets. You, you have record number one, record number two. Well, if you were filling out a spreadsheet in PIN, that's what we, uh, that's what we have today. Computers were all set up to, to make it easy to change cells on a spreadsheet. Blockchain eliminates that. All transactions have to be a new transaction that adds or subtracts or alters the previous one uh, in value. In other words, if I send you Bitcoin, it's entered. If you then dis decide you had too much and you want to send some back, it's entered in a different transaction. We don't go back and rehash it. Just like Double entry bookkeeping doesn't uh, enter things in one place. It's not just a count. Uh, it, uh, it has, uh, it's auditable. And we're now to, to three entry bookkeeping, triple entry, uh, which is, you know, it's kept in, in a lot of places. It's immutable, can't be changed. And um, uh, the smart contracts are what are allowed to change anything. But all the changes are new entries. So I take 10 transactions, and 10 is not a, the real number used, just for example, 10 lines on a spreadsheet, and then I add together all, all the characters and their uh, ASCII codes, or the code behind them and everything, and then I come up with a number. That's called a checksum. And this is done in encryption and in, uh, in all sorts of encoding. Uh, but um, at that point, there's a number. Now that number gets entered into row 11, and then we start uh, we start from there, and then those that way the blocks the blocks of 10 records are chained together, and that's blockchain, pure and simple. The smart contracts allow me to say I am giving you a dollar, and you to you to get the dollar, and the dollar's no longer in my bank or pocket. Um, so. Uh, user experience is going to be, it's not yet, they're using a crypto wallet takes some, takes a little bit of technical skill still, but it will become just like paying for something with PayPal or Venmo, uh, you will be able to uh, enter either an email address or a, another form of address for somebody uh, and push a button and the money will be transferred. In e-commerce, that means you'll be able to send your money to a company. Um, and, uh, you know, in your, your paycheck, I'm working on a project now that will, um, it's called perk. It will allow, um, us to pay employees around the world in, in cryptocurrency without having to pay banking fees. Um, uh, that's a small part of what it does, but, uh, you know, I've, I've seen how, how it's going to work. We have much discussion on that because of course, you know, if you're doing payroll, there's a lot more to paying people than just sending the money. But uh, the way we can uh, send money to each other with the uh, Venmo type of, uh, of, of arrangement will be kept in such a way that we, we don't need a central authority to take care of that. And it will be you know better than free. It will be completely under our control. So my contract can say when um, you do X, Y, and Z, 
you will automatically get paid. And the smart contract means you will get paid. You don't need me to look at your invoice and say, checks out, he gets paid. If I want to, to audit, look at what you're doing, I make that part of the smart contract. And I have to do you know, A, B, and C, and you do X, Y, and Z, and then the contract is ex executed. And then you can allow for all the other things like what happens if I skip B and you know you you want to come after me? What you know? So it's like having an escrow. Um, and the beautiful thing about it is the the trust, the getting to know each other. Like you used to have to go to a bank and know the banker to get something, which meant you know rich white people were able to get loans that uh, poor uh, people couldn't get, and uh, the bankers could make deals just based on who they knew. Uh, and the, the cronyism even of today, it's all based on that. Well, that's gone when I can execute a contract and not even know who you are um, because, uh, you know, we're all on an equal playing field once we get that in place. Uh, that's why in, um, uh, which is El Salvador, they switched to using it as a currency. In Nigeria, they're using it instead of uh, crypto, instead of the, the currency because it's safe. They can move money in and out of the country. They can store it without the government taking it. And the government can't inflate the, the supply. No one can decide we're going to make more Bitcoins. There will only ever be 21 million. And we're like over 20 million now, I think, or near that. Um, and it take years until they're all, all made. But, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's never going to be more than the 21 million. If one is lost or whatever... That just means the rest, the rest of them are worth more. Uh, you can't, you can't inflate the money supply. Good to turn on your mic when you're talking. I thought I had. There you go. So what you're talking about with the 21 million Bitcoin is if seven billion people are using it, they're all going to be sharing like 0.00001% of the Bitcoin. Yeah, it's built in. Thing. It's built into Bitcoin. Uh, it's called a Satoshi, uh, off of the name of the man, woman, or group that invented Bitcoin. They remain anonymous. Part of the beauty of it is that that it was so well set up. And you know, at the time, I didn't think Bitcoin would be what it is today. I thought Bitcoin would be an example, and we'd come up with something better. But a lot of the improvements for speed of transactions, what it's going to take to make sure everybody gets a wallet, and what are we going to do when it gets down to little things, uh, are, are being taken care of by other currencies. But Bitcoin is going to be like the gold. You know, it's going to be where the value is stored. However, it's allowed for to have Satoshis. And a Satoshi, I believe, is one billionth of a Bitcoin. So they're so okay. small that they're, they're, you know, they're like using uh, regular currency type numbers today, not the tens of thousands of dollars in value. And so we'll be able to do transactions. You can now, but just like you don't go walking into a 7-Eleven with a gold brick and try to buy a Slurpee, right. you know, you're going to have other ways to do that. And, uh, you know, distributed means it's not going to be one universal world currency, but like gold is, is fairly universal. Gold will be universal. I mean, gold will stay stay universal. We'll also have Bitcoin, and you know maybe some other things. Uh, land is a pretty uh, you know fixed value because you get a, an acre of land, and it's always an acre of land. 
right. you know, you're, they're not making any more. Uh, last I heard, we're, we're not making any more land. Uh, so, uh, and uh, so just like you have a deed of trust uh, uh, on file, uh, and that makes a lot of difference. Countries that didn't accept the uh, English system, uh, English being from England, not this language, the, the English system of uh, property, uh, which goes back to Magna Carta. Um, and, 1100. Uh, yeah, you're an English subject, you'd know. Um, <laughs> out of the queen. Um, and uh, yeah, they... Uh, uh, after that, the economies that use that grew more. Um, there's other there's other things, laws, double entry bookkeeping corporation, that have made it possible to uh, issue insurance and do the kind of things that made civilization grow. Some of the things that people yell about today are actually great for uh, making making a civilized society work. Uh, the right. things the basic trust in the banking system and that the government is going to give you enough freedom to control your to control your own movement and money uh, have made uh, for great economies. Well, as you know, some of the world is still catching up on that. Um, we have, and there's a few other systems. The, you know, the system in the Middle East is, uh, uh, you know, no interest in the banks and a few different things like that, but they've right. become modern economies in different ways. So, I don't mean mean to say you know plus or minus on any of these other than that's the way it happened, uh, just history. Right. And so um, in the future, though, the Bitcoin will be the same way. The way only way to get rid of all the Bitcoin is to destroy all the mines, turn off all the electricity in all the world, uh, and uh, you know, just not like smash the wallets, blow up, blow up the planet. I don't think we're going to really worry about the wealth. Um, That's right. One of the philosophical things I have, by the way, nothing I say, we should cover this in every episode. Nothing I say right. is investment advice ever. I would never tell you if you're my, if you're my best friend, if you're Scott Patton and on a private call that's encrypted or in we're meet, meet to meet, meet together and have swept the room for microphone. If he asked me what to invest in, I'm still going to say I don't give advancement advice. I don't have a license for that. I don't want to. I don't want you to feel. I, boy, when my my uh, friend bought some Bitcoin at thirty nine thousand and went up to sixty seven, he thought he was a genius. And then now, yeah. you know, now it just when it went back down, him. he doesn't. He, yeah, and uh, all of a sudden he remembered that he talked to me. So. <laughs> and it was your fault. Yeah. I can tell you that my expectation is Bitcoin will go to six figures soon. And uh, I don't know about seven figures, but sometime in the next decade, we're going to be looking at six figure Bitcoin. That's my opinion. That it, it governs how I invest. Please don't invest because I said that. Uh, right. By the way, year to date or uh, 12 months trailing year, uh, Bitcoin, I just saw was up 1% for that period of time just before that it went way up and in between it went up a bunch of times but uh yeah it doubled yeah. a couple it doubled once i think and then it uh, halved so yeah and then it uh, it did go. that and so uh again but i'm not giving investment advice and that's pretty much right. true of everything i do in life uh i am i'm very good at figuring out how economies work and 
and how the market works and how to uh, get a group of people to buy into what your idea is. All those things that I say I'm great at, influence, whatnot. But uh, yeah, don't ask me how to keep money. Uh, I'll refer but you to But we are going to lawyers. ask you to do one thing, and that's this. And we can guarantee that will be a great investment in your time. That's a, that's a good investment. Energy. You're investing in Scott and I, giving you what, what little wisdom we have. And that's right. so I guess our our main concern here is that we convince you that uh, we are not two guys who retired and had nothing better else, nothing better else to do. Uh, we are uh, people who have been doing some of this stuff and know what we're talking about. I can right. tell you about technology trends and tell you where they're going to change. Just don't ask me to, to you know, is it yeah. legal? No, go see your lawyer. <laughs> Which right. one should I invest with? What might? Well, should we have a diverse portfolio? I kind of think it's a good idea, but what do I know? <laughs> I have right. way too much crypto to say I'm diverse. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, do your own thing. And But I'll tell you one thing. If you're watching another podcast uh, and they tell you this is the surefire going to go up 100 times this year, turn that off and stop listening to that person. They don't know what they're talking about. No credible person is going to tell you which coins to invest in. Uh, they may know. think they're woke, but they're not. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I like the way uh, uh, the stock newsletter I subscribe to says they will spend a whole issue talking about a company, how it's, what the financials are like, what the sales growth is, how it's a growth industry, blah, blah, blah. And then they end by saying, we have added it to our portfolio. Go ahead and consider whatever you want. And, you know, well, I'm subscribing to the expert telling me about new tech. He's going to come up with some winners. But in the right. year I've following, I've made five investments and four of them are down because it's high tech new stuff and the whole market is down for that right now. So right. who knows? It might be a good thing. I think long term, he's got the idea straight. Um, One of the best advice I've day. ever gotten for uh, for investing is never invest money you cannot afford to lose. Because That's when it goes down and it's your children's college fund, that puts an awful lot of pressure and stress on you, and you want to be able to sleep at night. Right. You and uh, yeah, and the numbers that people are talking about is five and ten and fifteen, twenty percent of portfolio might be in something like this, and especially if it's somebody saying diversification and everything. So, well, you know, you'd be crazy not to look at getting a few percent of your net worth into right. this. But it has to and be it net also worth depends you on your. It also depends on your age. If you're investing in something like this in your 20, that's a big difference than if you're investing right. in something like this in your 70s. Because if you lose everything in your 20s, there's always mom's basement. You, um, yeah, and you've got time. Yeah. And no uh, son and wants to you say, to come back and be on his, his couch when you're in your 80s. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. No, no, because then you'd have to, uh, you know, you'd be a full-time caregiver. Um, so <laughs> not only that, they'd be saying, why were you out so late, dad? Don't you know you're supposed to be in bed by 10? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember Don't you telling that. me that. <laughs> I, I, I was down at one point in my life and I called my brother and said, you know, you're two hours away. I know I could always get a bus ticket or my car if I still have it. 
I may wind up someday for, on your couch. Please let, please acknowledge that I've told you that. I didn't give him a choice. Uh, please acknowledge <laughs> that I've told you that because it helps me when I'm feeling bad about risk. Uh, and I have to say, personally, I was a commission salesperson. Uh, you know, my whole income was at risk every month for my performance. And, uh, and I thrived knowing that I could always go home and, uh, you know, mom would be there. Uh, mom died when I was 30. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I found myself helping dad a lot sooner than uh, my age now. And uh, so, you know, I've been 40 years without that kind of support. And I'm, uh, I'm happy for it. I wish I could say I, I can always provide that sort of uh, support for others. Uh, <laughs> not sure. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you'll reach this point, point in point. life and you say like, well, I'd really like to help you move, but uh, picking up boxes is something I don't do anymore. <laughs> it used to be a That's choice. That's the advantage of our age. That's the advantage yeah. of our age. It used oh, to be there wasn't the a choice. You're my buddy. Get over here. We're moving. Which I guess <laughs> I guess that does give me time to do a podcast and help people understand how crypto works. So uh, right. let me say one more thing about the investment thing, and I guess that'll kind of wrap it up for today. The um, the if you are looking for where to invest, look at the companies and what they're doing, kind of like the stock advice that I took. Take a look at where you can help out. If you can go to work for a company that is going to do that and you, you know, absorb the risk of either getting paid your salary and, and some, some, uh, some crypto as a performance bonus or something, just like stock options or whatever, and you're in a position to do that, that's fantastic. And get to know the technology. Uh, and it's been something that in stocks and in life and everything I find that people don't do. Um, you know, they, they go to work in an industry because that's where the job opening was. And they, you know, keep doing their job and hope that somebody's going to care of them. I really admire how uh, younger people today are not listening to the nonsense about find a good company and, and work with them until you retire. Uh, you know, had I done that, I might be retired today um, and doing okay, but I would have had a lot less fun. And uh, what would I do with my time uh, in retirement? I never planned to retire and I plan to be around another 30, 40 years. So, uh, you know, I, I'm really glad that I have to, you know, I have to make my own way. Uh, today, though, I see people, my son just told me about, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I, I hate my job, but uh, I'm doing it because I've, I've got the freedom. Remote worker, he can travel whenever he feels like it. Um, and he told me that while visiting for a few days, uh, you know, he was, uh, uh, has that freedom, he keeps doing his work. And I say that too. I said the number one thing good about my life is if I have my, uh, smartphone and, uh, maybe a tablet, uh, I'm ready to go. Oh, and my trusty headphones that cancel out all the noise. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to travel anywhere and conduct business. I like sitting in my comfortable chair in front of, you know, giant computer monitors and having all the resources I have here at, and, you know, it being 10 feet from my bedroom. Uh, but it doesn't have to be. If you invest your, you, know, you invest your, in yourself working for these kind of companies, you're going to learn. And even in the failures, you're going to learn. And uh, if you're, if you have the means to just invest, then investing in these kind of companies is the way to go. And we'll mention some of those uh, 
as we do next episodes, I suppose. Yep. Thank you for that, Warren. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Really appreciate that. And also thanks for taking time out of your busy day to share with us. Everyone, we really appreciate you uh, joining us as well. It's been exciting. We're on a, uh, a good adventure. We plan to be going uh, live every week, uh, same time, and, but we haven't decided 100% on that time, probably Wednesday. And we'll look forward to seeing you with us uh, when you come. So Warren, thank you. Everybody is so excited about this new show that we put on. And, and if and you're looking we'll for something a little less heavily produced, find distributed conversation. I, I love the production value here, Scott. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye for now. Thank <laughs> you.